0: Hey, my name is Will Sporty Garner. I'm a part of a growing group of real estate investors and entrepreneurs who you probably have never heard of. We don't approach real estate in the traditional way, and we don't rely on cash from trust funds, golden parachutes, or rich uncles to get us started. In fact, our motivation is from our initial lack thereof. We have created our own access to innovative funding models utilizing and acquired knowledge that has helped us hack our way into the real estate game. And these things that we know can change people's lives. Because we are fighting against the big brands, people with literally unlimited budgets, we have to do things differently. We have to do things smarter. We don't have financial safety nets. Every deal we do helps us grow stronger together. We have to be profitable from day number one. So how do we do that? How is it even possible? If you go to the average business school or ask the MBAs, they don't look at things the way we do. We've turned finding off-market deals into an art and science, doing what we call house flipping in the tech age. We are part of a community called Flip. Hello, everybody, and welcome again to the Property Prospecting Podcast. I'm your host, Will Garner, And today we have a very, very special occasion. I have a a special real estate agent who's been in the business for, let me see, well over almost 30 years now. And it is an honor to have him in the studio with me today. Welcome someone who's been a great sort of inspiration for me someone who helped me get into the real estate business. And I call him Dad. And uh, he goes by Willie H. Garner III.
1: How you doing, Willie? I'm doing great.
0: Good, good. How you doing, Dad? (laughs) I'm doing great. Good, good deal. So, man, I'm glad you're here at the podcast with me. You know, it's been an exciting adventure so far getting the podcast going. But I think what our listeners want to know is... Give us a little glimpse of how was the real estate business back when you first started? Actually, you know what? Give us your history in in terms of real estate, where you got started, and what made you get into real estate?
1: Okay. For me to start off from the beginning, when I got into real estate, uh, it was an older, older guy, black guy named Miss Davidson,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: that had a real estate company right off of uh, Maxie Road, and uh Wallaceville. Wow. And I used to drive by there leaving from work every day For when I used to work at the Center point. And I said, I'm gonna go to in and talk to this guy, I see how this uh real estate is doing. So uh I drove over and I introduced myself and got to talking with him and we got to be pretty pretty good friends on the real estate. I told him, I said, Man, that's That's something I've really been thinking about getting into, just didn't really thought about how to go about getting in it. So he gave me the ropes on it, and I went ahead and took it from there and went down to the uh, track, Texas Real Estate Commission, and and, I went ahead and took some classes, got all my qualifications in line, took the tests and passed, and so became a real estate agent. From there, I worked with him for a couple years, and then I decided, I said, well, I really need to get out, get into it myself a little bit more. So I started definitely get uh, looking at getting a little bit more independent on what I was wanting to accomplish. So, uh, I went from there and I got with, uh, Century 21. Uh-huh. I worked with Century 21 for a couple of years. Then I went with a company called Real Estate Source. And the reason why I made those transfers was because that, uh, Real Estate Source had a hundred percent commission that they offered the agent. So I said, hey, that, that, that gives me more of my money. So I decided to go uh, with real estate source. And right. I stayed with them and uh, everything worked out. And I started doing deals and uh, learning how to uh, get the uh, real estate promotion, marketing going to where I was making good money part-time. I never really got into a full-time because I already had a full-time job working on Center. Energy. Right. So that somewhat kind of stunted my growth because I was having work 10, 12, 16 hours a day for sometimes six months at a time. You know, it's a hurricane or what have you come through, you, you can't really put all your effort into what you really want to do. So I more decide the well, I keep my license and, and just do hit and miss deals. And that's basically what I did until uh, my grew. son. Huh? Yeah, until, you know, till I got into until it. So, until, until my son got into it and he took it to another level. He went ahead and went all the way and got his uh, broker's license. Right. He right. got his broker's license and that, that took him to another level. So he was willing to deal. It and I said, Hey, I just put my license up under him and, and, and help him out where I can, you know, because I couldn't go full time. Because in the real estate business, you really have to more be like a, uh, Give the service to your customer that they need. Like if you have a client that's looking for a house, you want to be able to spend more time, put more effort so you can get that person into the product of satisfaction that they uh, want. And from that point, good news spread. So that's the way I looked at it. And, and being that my son was off into it. He was able to take it to that level.
0: Right. Right. So that's a really good point that you brought up. So you were able to do it part time. You got in, got your uh, feet wet. And, and you know, this show, you know, is about, you know, uh, everything from house flipping to real estate. And it's a lot of people who are trying to make that first decision on whether or not they should look into the real estate business and how they can generate some passive income or even if they want to get into it full time. So you really got two ends of the spectrum. You got the real estate where uh you can go out and get your real estate license, and then you got the other end with the house flipping so I know you've done some of that, some you know rehabs and fixer uppers. Really? Tell me a little bit about some of your experiences with well, flipping homes and having investment property,
1: okay in that realm of the uh real estate world, I was somewhat surprised when uh my son came to me and told me that he was going to start building houses. <laughs> so I kind of said, what, man? And my chest stuck. out a little bit. I said, now, where you get all this building houses uh, well, I from? Well,
0: that was just the first job that I was offered to me. You know, the crazy thing is, even though I have my real estate license in AM, some of the other jobs that I wanted, the glamorous ones, there was a job I wanted to get working in New York, at the time with uh Neiman Marcus and they they didn't give me an opportunity. I guess they didn't think I was too fashion savvy. But I figured I could dress a little bit, but you know, I ended up getting on with a home building company. And uh, that's how we got into it. So
1: Okay. So once you got into it and I was at work, I think we were doing some uh PM and testing on some uh Electrical electronic equipment at one of our uh, substations, and, and you called and told me and said, "Dad, hey, uh, I'm gonna build this house out here and that was over there around Newport."
0: Oh yeah, Newport. That, that that's the subdivision and in the, that's, that's in the some, Crosby area. Right. That was the first that one. Was the
1: first one house that uh, he, he got so I said, Well, that was the first
0: it. new construction because we also right. did we had did right. some flips before right. that too.
1: before we got to the new construction. Let me back up. A little bit. There was a house in in the uh, San Jacinto or
0: Galena Park. Galena
1: Park. Yeah, they're like
0: right next to each other. Right,
1: and so Will said, uh, "I got this uh, flip that I want to do, and uh, I got a guy, and I may need some seed money to get into it. So I think I gave." Maybe four or five thousand dollars or something. Then you you went right, ahead
0: had some money till he put something right, into it,
1: right? And and we I invested in it with him, and I said, well, hey, that's, he said he's flipping, and so I said I believe it when I see it. And lo and hold that whole house was a, a and
0: <laughs> Yeah, remember he, the wood the wood panel house. walls? Huh? Remember those walls? Yeah. Wood they wood panel? Were
1: all, it was all messed up and
0: termites and, and stuff.
1: Right, and so he uh. Got into it and got, got it going and got the right contracts in on the different sides of it. And when I looked around, the house was, was like new almost.
0: Well, see, you know, that was a while back. But, you you know, one thing, too, when we first did that, I had hired an outside guy. You know, I don't want to say Man. his name, but he went in there and he, he totally jacked us around for a few yeah, a couple of weeks. weeks and then you know I guess you probably was like "Well, why you got all this construction experience go in there and do it yourself and that's when we went in there and knocked it yeah. out
1: yeah that's when we took off with it because I had I had a lot of experience with the electrical and uh plumbing aspects of it so and he had a good idea on the engineering and the construction side of it so far as uh, what to look for and how to inspect it from being working with uh Companies like uh, Kimber Hill and these other housing companies right. you work with. So they gave you a lot of insight on what to look for and all that stuff. And so it, it took off. And from there, like it was blowing and go. And uh, I would do it every night and then i get a call saying, Dad, we finna build one out here in uh, the combo. uh We finna build one out here in uh, Bentwater. Water. Uh, We're going out. I say, man, so everything's going good.
0: Tell me a little bit about, I know you have some rental property, and with the rental property, um, you have some stuff in Louisiana.
1: In that aspect of the business, that's where I looked at it from the uh, tax sales side. I was off into the taking money and looking at the tax sales as an avenue to invest money to, say, make uh, anywhere from 10 to 18% on every dollar you put in it. So... What I would do is go to the tax sales and bid on these properties. Right. So I was able to get four properties in Louisiana and one here in Texas, and they take that back. There was more five properties that we were able to invest in and make work. And we turn around, we we remodel. We, in fact, we at four we got. We got it for a dime on a dollar. Yeah, we yeah. got a good
0: deal on that. And, so,
1: And we was able to turn that around and make, make $670,000 or, or more on that. I mean, yeah, it was a little bit more on that. It was a little bit more. And I think we, we ended up turning that deal for, uh, oh, maybe a couple hundred thousand that we got off of it. Right.
0: So, what is one of. The I guess you could say the funniest or the worst experiences with and if you meet had a chance to meet my dad, this guy is is one of the most out of the box hilarious people you will ever meet in your life. I kid you not, he just has these situations that come up that just have you in stitches. But tell me about one of something that happened in terms of we're dealing with renters.
1: You know, because that that can be real funny. The real business, written properties has its drawbacks, but it has its good points. There are things you have to make sure you do to be a successful landlord and to be a successful landlord. You got to hire the right people to make sure your properties are managed right. And the way you do that, you get someone that's good at keeping up with the records. And when you need a tenant or what have you ever, he needs to be evicted or what have you. You have to stay up on top of that to make sure that you don't get people in your properties that's going to sandbag on you. And always have an excuse to why they don't have the money to pay. You can't do that in the real business. You have to be strict and concrete on what you want in your properties. If you don't do this, you end up losing money because a tenant will take what he can. They're gonna take and, advantage. And he'll take advantage of you if you're too soft with him letting him get away with not paying his rent, not keeping his property straight, bringing stuff on the properties that is gonna devalue your property. You can't you have to stay on top of that. That's why you need a good property manager to make sure that all these things in place to keep a good uh, viable property where you can always keep it rented out and making money off of it. Now, so far as uh, losing, the good part about it is that you always can write off a lot of your expenses that you incur that will help you on your taxes. It's a good tax rate for for the point that you can get the mileage from it. You can get the uh, expenses and damages, and these things from that off rental property. So if you know what you're doing, you can be successful with it.
0: Right, that's a really, really good topic, and something we're going to get into in um, future episode. Is really going into the tax implications and how people can really benefit by you know writing these expenses off. And so, but not this is good stuff nuggets that. You're giving all of our listeners today.
1: Well, I appreciate it. Would like to give you more insight on it, but uh, it's kind of a spread of moment. Maybe I kind of.
0: Yeah, I I, I like literally drug them in here. I said, hey. You know what? And he surprised me. You know, let's let's do this off the cuff. We're gonna do this podcast. He wasn't expecting it. It was definitely unscripted. And that's what's so cool about
1: Donald Trump
0: moves. (laughs) Right. Hey man, and Don you know, Donald Trump is uh, you know, he he's one of the the most experienced in the real estate investing and, and property flipping development game. He's a true guru when it comes to um to real estate investing. So I think you can draw a lot of inspiration from in terms of real estate is concerned from Mr. Trump.
1: The political (laughs) side.
0: Yeah, the political side. We don't want to go into that. But thank you for listening to the Property Prospecting Podcast. And uh, is there anything that you want to leave with our listeners? Just, you know, tell them thank you. You know, thank you for coming by uh, appreciate definitely it. Uh, appreciate it. And uh hey everybody.
1: One thing I like to say is never quit.
0: <laughs> never quit. That's right. Well, thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Property Prospecting Podcast with Flip. I'm your host, Will H. Garner. And if you haven't had a chance, Please go by our real estate website, especially if you're in Texas looking for real estate, you're in the Houston market, you say, oh man, I want to buy a home or something. then cool, we got a team of agents here. I'm the broker. I'd love to help you find your first deal. Go to our website, www.newcenturyadvisors.com. That's N-E-W-C-E-M-T-U-R-I-advisors.com. And uh, if you haven't already, download the Flip app go to the iOS or the Google Play Store and the app is FLPPD and download it, connect with other investors from around the country. You can find your off-market deals, wholesale deals. We got a really, really cool evaluation calculator on there where it's going to really help you streamline your deals and figure out how Line up your financing, and we've got a ton of resources, we've got a ton of lenders that are available. So, do that most definitely. And, anyway, hey, until next time, I'll see you later. It's Will Garner, and remember, you're one flip away.